are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, the NBA draft is right around the corner and the NBA Locked On teams are getting you ready. There will be a live NBA draft show this week with NBA draft goat Chad Fort, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales. They'll be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get all the local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today. Watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. And happy Wednesday. Um, yeah, going to be a uh, fun times, fun times on this episode of Locked On Spurs because maybe, just maybe, we might see Spurs, San Antonio FC soccer players on a mobile device playing games. That and more, including what is the latest with DeMar DeRozan and what are fans thinking about with the upcoming draft in just a couple, well, just tomorrow. <laughs> That's when it'll be. It'll be tomorrow. To help me do this and more, I am joined by Spurs writer Ty Yeager. Ty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And I hear you're pretty good at mobile gaming. Uh, I would say the con- the contrary. I suck at mobile games. <laughs> but I thought you were good at just a gamer in general. I've I seen not- you do uh, Call of Duty and all that stuff. It's the same concept. You're just playing on your cell phone. No, I'm not good at Call of Duty either. <laughs> I might play it, but oh. I'm not good at like the the if anyone knows what this game is on mobile, like the one game I do play is called Flow. It's like a puzzle game, and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Well, you're gonna have to uh, beef up on your uh, mobile gaming skills because the San Antonio Spurs, well, Spurs Sports Entertainment to be specific, announced uh, just yesterday that they'll be partnering with Austin based mega giant mobile e gaming company. Uh, that is Tribe Gaming. By the way, everybody listening right now, if you have tips for Ty and how to become a better mobile gamer, just a gamer overall, make sure to follow him on Twitter, at the Ty Yeager. So uh, in a nutshell, if you didn't hear the news, that is it. It's huge. It's a big thing. Uh, the Spurs are taking steps in the right direction and starting to get their foot into eSports with a lot of NBA teams uh, with the NBA 2K League. This is not that. This is simply a mobile gaming platform. They feel in an interview they did with me recently that that is the future mobile gaming versus console gaming. Ty, do you agree with that? Mm, sorry, repeat that. <laughs> it's okay. Three, two, one. Ty, uh, the this, this Spurs Sports Entertainment told me that mobile gaming seems to be the future versus uh, console-based gaming. I think it's a def- it's certainly a mix because everyone is using their phones more often. Phones again always have been getting better for the past two decades now. So it's just everyone is always going to be on their phone, and and as phones get better, people are going to start mm-hmm. gaming more on it. And we see we've seen that a lot more. Uh, the games are just going to get are going to get better. We see we've seen games like Among Us where they had cross platform between console pc and also phones that's actually how i got started on among us whenever it was popular back in 2020 so it's it's definitely certainly a market that i think spurs are getting a head start into that's definitely for sure yeah definitely again they're investing partnering with the austin-based gaming uh, company uh i did ask them if they will be fielding a team so in this case you know a ty yeager jersey 
for Spurs Mobile Gaming? No. Well, maybe that'll happen one day time, maybe. But as of right now, that is on uh, that is on ice right now. They just want to see how it goes. So good news there. But let's dive into some bigger news. That is the uh, Spurs, the draft, DeMar DeRose. Let's start with the draft. Now, Ty, you recently asked Spurs fans via social media, what would their draft board be like? And it seems to me it's kind of all over the place. You've got bigs and, and guards and this and that. It doesn't seem there's a uniform player type that the that the fan base wants. Yeah, it's and so I did this poll. I put out eight different players between Kai Jones, uh Jalen Springer, Franz Wagner, Keon Johnson, Sagun, Garuba, Giddy, and Jalen Johnson. So I kind of put out like a a decent field of players that I've heard around Spurs Twitter. And honestly, this is always constantly changing with how Spurs Twitter is because that's just how Spurs Twitter is. But I put out a, in between in the span of like just under a week, I put out polls about just telling people, asking people to between two prospects, give me their top choice. So say that I put uh, for instance, I put Jalen Springer against Franz Wagner. And I, I asked Spurs fans to give me their top pick between those two. If they, if they had a chance to draft one of those two players. And overall, I was able to get a pretty good result in terms of the winning, the play individuals that won these polls. I given so if they won by a margin of like 40 points, that's 40 points to their account. And I added them up from greatest to least for your Spurs Twitter draft board. And there's one guy that was trim that just was far ahead from everyone else. And there was one guy just at the pier bottom. And so, if let me go ahead and get started on the pure bottom, Jaden Springer, which is he got zero points, meaning he right. won zero polls out of the out of the five sets right. of polls he didn't win a single one. But it kind of makes sense that he is a he's a six four guard out of Tennessee. He's known for his expo- for his explosive athleticism, but again, it's a guard position. I don't blame people for having Jaden Springer essentially the bottom of this eight person draft board for around the 12th pick following him was Franz Wagner, which is considered more of a safe pick when it comes to Spurs Twitter mm-hmm. or comes to draft, it comes to the draft in general, where you have players that are going to be really pure upswings. And then you're going to have guys that are pretty safe picks. And Franz Wagner is, he is a Jack of all trades type player where he's going to give you a little of everything, but he's not going to excel anywhere. But as a result, he's like a perfect glue guy for, especially mm-hmm. for a contending team. So, you're seeing a lot of teams like the Warriors, maybe the Magic, but like some of those early, those late lottery team, late top ten lottery teams, that are certainly looking at Wagner of being a key guy for their team. You know, I got a quick question though. It it seems to me, at least early on in your discussion right now, that Spurs fans are looking for mobile size. Is that a good way to say it? Because Franz Wagner, you know, during his media session a few days ago, said that he actually grew. He's pushing 6'11 now. It seems to be size, or, or maybe it's safe to say kind of positionless player that they're, they're yes. looking for right now. Okay, is that better? You know, why do you think that is? It's because that's where the league's going, where you need to be able to play positionless basketball that you can't be limited, especially on the defensive end, you can't be limited to just one position. And there was there was a great um I want to say it's V-Ball Index has a great stat that's a defensive versatility, meaning how many different positions did a player defend throughout the season? And like DeJounte and Derek had some really good defensive versatilities in terms of guarding a lot of guys from one through four. 
And that's something that's really valuable in today's league. So if you're able to defend one through five in some sort of way, which I don't, one through five is extremely difficult, but if you can defend at like three to four different positions from, from that one to maybe four, that's really valuable to some, some teams. And Franz Wagner is kind of one of those guys. The only issue with Franz Wagner is, is his upside is pretty limited. His a his floor is pretty high, meaning that he's not going to really get any worse. Like he's only going to get better. He's going to get better, but he's not going to go. He's not going to be an all star or anything like that. And mm-hmm. that's why you you kind of know what you're getting with Franz Wagner, and that's that's all right for some teams. It is is the pulse of the fan base right now it, it, when you did these polls. Is it more of player specific like i rarely i don't see also a spur of social media of them saying you know what as long as they get a big you know very generic very general it seems to be very player specific celebrate the freedom of choice go to built.com did you know built bar has so many delicious flavors there's something for everyone coconut raspberry mint brownie strawberry orange they have so many flavors that not only they're good for you they also taste great and look if you just just don't know which flavors to pick don't worry built bar has you covered they have themselves a mix box where you can get two of each of the nine flavor how about that now most built bar flavors um they're good for you as i mentioned they're healthy so you're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get yourself the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is really, really cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com for 15% off at Built.com. Yes, it's very player specific, especially between fans that are like not really following the team too closely or anything like that. Right. But like with some people that do follow the team a little bit more heavily, they know they are okay. They and that's kind of what the point of the draft board is. It doesn't like if you may have a guy at the top, but that doesn't mean that if he goes, you're going to be completely disappointed. There's other guys that you are happily okay with getting in with the draft board is. Especially with and with how NBA teams work, if you don't if you don't understand what a draft board is, I don't want to make you guys sound dumb or anything like that. But a draft board is essentially you have a list of players, and once they get picked, they get knocked off, and you go to the next one. And so you have you have a long list of, of players that you want, and once you get to your pick, whoever is kind of at the top of your draft board. So say that it say that you do come to twelve, and Kai Jones is at the top of your draft board, and he's mm-hmm. available. You go ahead and go get him. That's because that's where your draft board is, or say you have someone else that's at your at the top of your draft board that isn't knocked off. You go ahead and get them. That's kind of how draft boards work, where you just have kind of a a numbered list of what players you want and what specific order. And that's kind of what this list is overall. Like we're not saying that you don't want a guy like Alfred Sagan, but he's not going to be your first choice. He's going to be your according to this list your sixth choice. So. That's kind of how this draft board works. It doesn't mean that you, people hate it. It just means that they're not as high on him compared to other players. And Were I think I think some of the better I think some of the fans understand that. Like like my board is, I have three guys that honestly, if you pick any of them, I'm going to be happy with. 
were there any surprises early on in the polls? Were there any like, oh, you know, guys reacting like, oh, Spurs are like this. They're actually like, or was it pretty much what you expected it was going to go? Uh, the next two were kind of a little surprisingly surprising to me in terms of so at five and six. So you had Alfred Sengun at six and Keon Johnson at five, which those were a little bit surprised for me. Sengun, I kind of should have expected it, knowing that. Some people are not exactly high on a guy that's defense is a, is a bit of a question mark, but also being more of a throwback center where he, Singun has a, has one of the best post games in this draft. Some of the best footwork that I've seen and also extremely high motor at only age 19. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And also he was, a, he was a Turkish league MVP, which is one of the top five leagues in the world. It's be like behind, behind the NBA and G league, stuff like that. So, Singun being that low at six was a little surprising to me. But Keon Johnson at, at five, I would think that people will be a bit more high on Keon Johnson, especially knowing that he is projected to go in the top 10. Like he could be a guy that could drop to 12. And it's kind of looking a little more possible with with guys like Bogue Knight kind of really rising into the top 10 and stuff like that. Right. But, and I, I understand he's a wing. He's at six, five and you kind of are, he's a guard wing. I call him a wing because he's more, because he has a good wingspan, he's tall. He can play three, but see, by seeing a guy like I can understand Keon Johnson being a bit lower compared to some of the big men on this list, but it's just surprising because again, this guy's a top ten score, top ten guy, explosive athlete, and could be a go to scorer with really passive defensive skills. Yeah, the shooting, and, you know, goes. Sir, sir, just real quick, circling back to Franz Wagner, you know, he he did tell me that, you know. He's keeping all the workouts a secret that he's not letting anybody know if he worked out with San Antonio or New York or Brooklyn or Milwaukee, what have you. How do you take that? I take it as that some teams didn't want to disclose that they were working with him. And so they Mm -hmm. our teams don't know that they are interested in him. So we saw this. We saw this a bit last last uh, draft season where some guys just didn't disclose who they worked out with. And. That could be for teams asking him to not disclose it or making himself better of like teams question, like, do we need to take him early or mm-hmm. earlier than we need to and stuff like that. So it, it's a, it's more a strategy than just saying, I don't want to tell you guys. It's pretty right. strategic in terms of that, in that sense. Yeah. And then circling back to Keon Johnson, you know, he did tell me that the Spurs, were uh, impressed with his workout. That there is, they were also impressed with his growth, and not necessarily physical. You know, just basketball wise, skill wise. When you hear stuff like that, Ty, you know, first of all, how do you think Spurs fans will react to that? And then, two, how do you react to that? With him being a wing at six five, I can definitely see. And if you're a if you're a team, you're most likely drafting for drafting best available. If Keon Johnson is there at 12, he drops at 12, then he is honestly the best available. And that's not a pick that you can get mad with. But as a result, you do got to, there's some other roster questions as, that you want to look at. It's like, are they going, are they right. planning to move on from someone else? Because mm-hmm. he fits, he fits a lot of guys like Lonnie Walker, stuff like that, where you got to, you got to question what the Spurs planning to move. Who are the Spurs planning to move if they do get a guy like Keon Johnson at 12? So that is something to keep an eye on. Um, I'm also kind of curious if his growth with his game includes his three pointer being approved. 
man, Keon Johnson could be dangerous. And would you do you think Spurs fans would be upset if the Spurs pick him? Yes. The there's gonna they be, will be okay. I think I think it's well not like not I'm not saying the majority of Spurs fans, but there's gonna be I think with any pick, there's gonna be a fraction of Spurs fans that are gonna be extremely upset. I know Spurs fans who are gonna be who are ready to throw conniption fits if they hear Singun get drafted to 12 to San Antonio. So there, I think no matter which way you go, some people are going to be upset because not their because their top choice wasn't picked, or they picked someone that they were not high on. So that I'm, I should I'm prepared for that, and everyone else should be prepared that their guy might not get picked, and not to throw a conniption fit about it. Because well, it's going to happen. You know, you know it's going to happen. No matter who they pick, it could yeah. be Singoon, it could be Johnson, it could be Kai Jones, it, it could be Isaiah Jackson. It doesn't matter. The Spurs, um, most Spurs fans will be happy while there'll be a segment that are not happy. But when you put this poll together, Ty, and how it finally sh- shook out, uh, were you kind of having your bias thinking like, hey, you know, I hope it goes this way because I, Ty Yeager, want the Spurs to pick this guy. Uh, you know, how did that work out for you? What were you seeing as the poll was going? Oh, I had my biases because I have my own because I have my own little draft board in my head that I'm like, I like guys I've really wanted. But again, I had to make this really unbi- I had to make this unbiased, and I peer and I went to that. I also went to other people and asked them for matchup ideas just so I wasn't so I had more if I had more minds that were also had different thinking styles than, than me when it comes to the draft. Just so I kind of had a more of a accurate, mm-hmm. more balanced viewpoint. So I'm not gonna lie, I did have my biases, and that's kind of where the player selections came in were in terms of like it's not complete bias I, again i asked our people's opinions on who i should put into this into this little spurs twitter draft board but i can't i can't lie and say that i didn't have any biases when <laughs> i was going into this now um you you look at the the final results you know how everything shook out um, did you get any feedback from Spurs fans in these uh, comments? They were they saying like, "Oh, you know, this, you know, maybe this, these two guys should be grouped together in in the poll, you know, to shake out how the final board will look like." Not really, because again, this was really the whole point. of The board was to get as many matchups as I could, and again, I did five different rounds, and so that wasn't a perfect fit. But it's also after like the first two or three rounds, I was able to tell. I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I need to put Kai Jones up against Jaden Springer just because the difference between those two in terms of where that poll is going. I know. I knew where those results were going to head, and so I didn't. It, was, it wasn't necessary to do some of the some of those matchups just because I kind of saw where the results were going, and mm-hmm. that kind of leads me to that leads me to four and three. So at number four, it's Yuzman Garuba, and mm-hmm. this is one of the this is one of the forwards and centers that I honestly really like. Like there's, there's three guys that I really like, and that's Singun, Garuba, and Kai Jones. And Garuba, man, if you want, if this team is planning to go full defense and become one of the best defensive teams in the league and go back to the roots, Garuba is honestly one of the best picks that the Spurs could do. With he was playing in in La Liga, in La Liga's uh, Real Al Madrid, where mm-hmm. and in Euroball, it's really weird because they don't have a draft. And as a result, they're looking for instant results. They don't care about development like the NBA does. They care about results and making money, of course.
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Don't go waiting in long lines, you know, the question you have to go through at the counter. Look, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Don't go spending up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Now, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And Garuba was one that got solid minutes while at Real Madrid at only age 19. One of the younger guys in the league making getting impactful minutes. Now, if you look at the stats, it's like he only scored 5.7 points a game. You also need to realize that the Euro League does not have high scoring. Like some of the top scorers, some of the top scorers in that league only score in the high teens. They don't go 20s. They don't go 20 points per game or anything like that. They score in the teens. But for him to get the minutes that he was getting at Real Madrid at his age is really an encouraging sign. And it also the impact that he was having on the floor on the defensive end against really grown men in this in the Real Madrid league, it's it's really impressive. He's a really smart guy in terms of basketball IQ. He does a lot on the floor. And again, if one of the best comparisons I've seen, at least in terms of just his defensive abilities, look at Draymond Green, where he's able to defend a lot on the floor. He's quick, he can make the reads, and he's that versatile defender that we were talking about earlier. So right. now his offensive side is a little is a little raw, where you don't know where his jump shot is, but he can still finish at the rim. Uh, and that's going to that's going to help. That would be very helpful in terms of having a guy that you can probably lob it to on the on the offensive end or use in the pick and roll. So it's not. It's not complete. It's not a complete offensive game, but man, the defensive game is he's NBA ready on the defensive end. And honestly, he can NBA be ready, huh? Huh. Yes. And he can be probably be one of the better defender defenders in the league as well. Like my comparison is look Matisse Tybal on defense. Gabar mm-hmm. Garuba. I keep I keep wanting to say Gabar. I don't know why. Garuba. <laughs> Garuba is probably one of the best big man defenders in this class. Is no, he's not one of the best. He is the best defender in this class well let me ask you something what about this uh report um that you wrote about via the athletic that the spurs are in the hunt for well at least linked to big men free agent how does that mess up the board if at all so going back to where and i there was the ringer actually released a new mock draft on tuesday that had the spurs picking keon johnson at 12 which was really surprised me but to me, it's a little confusing because your big man depth and your forward depth is really shallow. Like you got, you only have three guys above six nine on your roster currently. That's that's Luca, that's Luca, Jakob, and Drew. That's about it. You don't mm-hmm. have any. You only have three guys above six nine, and that's not going to be helpful. So, to not and in this report that from Hollinger on from the Athletic, he said that he wasn't full on Singun at least in the, his mock draft, because as far as we're looking at free agent big men. So you're looking at like a John Collins, a Laurie Markin, and Jared Allen. So big men that are going to be available. But that also doesn't solve the issue of 
you have no depth in that position at all. So right. why not why not draft a, a guy that can fill that depth, come off the bench for you still, and really be helpful, especially in that five position. So I don't I don't understand why ahead, they wouldn't do it. I don't understand mm-hmm. why they wouldn't draft in that area of four and five. But again, you do have the draft draft best available. So if you do see a Keon Johnson, you have to go out for him at twelve. So I do understand hey. that, but still. Yeah, and you know, you know, then I mean, is it a good problem to have for the Spurs if let's just pr- pretend they do get Keon Johnson and they add another guard type player to the roster? It's if they get the right guard, yeah. In terms of what they who they in the draft, I don't think it is an issue. Again, you have a guy like Keon Johnson who has a pretty complete game going into the draft and it has a high upside. So it's not exactly a problem. And then you also open yourself up for trade opportunities. It just it come it, Spurs fans are going to question is like what is this team going to do and where yeah what's the direction in terms of who you're playing to play if that is the case. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be interesting just to find out what the Spurs are going to do tomorrow night. You know, historically they stand pat. Um, I think there was a report via Sports Illustrated that sources to them say that the Spurs are angling to move up. Their words. I just don't see it. You know, the Spurs, you know, they, what, 2011 was the last time they got aggressive in the draft uh, tie. I mean, that was the Kawhi Leonard, George Hill day. Yeah. But can you see this Spurs team getting aggressive and moving up? I could see it. And again, if they see a guy, if they do move up, that's where I don't think that a big man's going to be in play. I think they're definitely going to go for a wing or one of those higher guys like a Keon Johnson, maybe a Kaminga. I'm not really high on Kaminga, but it makes sense uh scotty barnes if he's still available depending on where they on where they get so if they see a guy that they really like or they have a guy like mobley that somehow drops to four then if they get aggressive go right ahead because you can get you can get a star talent now again i don't know who they'd give up that's really the big question of who which one of these young guys because you only have nine guys on the roster and you can't really do a sign trade before the draft unless it's like a backdoor deal that's Really not. That's really not appropriate at some points, but that becomes a big question of who's who are they dealing if they go there. So there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of mystery around here because there's also there's also reports that they might trade down. It's again, and Matt Matt Babcock said it perfectly on Twitter on Monday, saying that the Spurs are like Fort Knox. You're not getting any information out of them. You're not going to get. It's going to be extremely hard to break in and get information about what the Spurs are actually doing. So we're not going to know what the Spurs do until they actually do it, most likely. So yeah. It so help. ultimately, ultimately, the results of the fan poll. So let's finish out number at number three. It was Josh Giddy, who is a six eight point guard. I know it seems weird. It's kind of kind of been since <laughs> a guard. Oh no. Ty, not a guard. You know how the sports six, fans react. A six eight guard, though. He's not like six four, six to three. He's six eight. So he's tall. He can play more of a he can play more of a three at his with his height more often. He's not athletic, but we also know that Luka Doncic should prove in this league that you don't need to be uber athletic to be really successful in this league. Triple double threat, extremely great basketball IQ and a playmaker. He'd be awesome. Honestly, if you if he's available. At 12, you got to pick him because he's really good. And that's kind of like one of the few big men I'm okay with the Spurs drafting. And number two is Jalen Johnson, which this was kind of expected because there's Spurs Twitter's high on two guys, and Jalen Johnson's one of them. 
Now, I'm not high on him. There's a lot of red flags to me about Jalen Johnson, but some people see the athleticism, see the ability to finish at the rim, play make, and then also the defensive skill, defensive skills that he has. Um, I'm just there's some red flags from the out from what people would consider the outside away from the game, which I actually don't I don't think it's just outside the game because it involved him leaving Duke early after having inconsistent performances, not getting consistent minutes with Duke, getting benched, then put back into play, and then benched again. So he was very inconsistent, and that's kind of a real issue with me in terms of what he could do. Now he could change things up, but we also don't know if the Spurs have worked him out or not. He really has – he's one, another one of those guys kind of like Franz so that just hasn't disclosed anything. Mm-hmm. So I can see it. he's 6'9", 210. Has, he's going to be – he's an athletic four that you can do, you can get. But if you're going for John Collins, I think he's a little redundant in my opinion as well. But, again, I hate that the draft is before free agency. It doesn't make life easy for anyone or, or these teams. Nope. So you never know. But I don't. I'm not high on Jalen Johnson. I don't think he. I don't think he's a realistic pick in my opinion. But to Spurs fans, he's number two on this board, and number one is Kai Jones with like Kai for. So Jalen Johnson had like 108 points in terms of the polls that he won. Kai Jones mm-hmm. had 300 points. Whoa! So there there was a dramatic difference. There was a dramatic difference between one and two on this board, and we talked about Kai Jones enough on this that you know what he is. He has had a lot of really excellent flashes at Texas. He is climbing up draft boards all over the place. He's kind of like Patrick Williams. I don't think he's going to go as high as Patrick Williams went, but I think he might be going before 12 if you're looking at what what the Hornets are interested in. So you never know. But Ty Jones spent multiple days in San Antonio. He has great flashes on both ends of the court. And it's this is definitely an upside pick. And I think that's what Spurs fans are really wanting like I said earlier, they're not. I don't think they want to save pick like Franz Wagner. They want an upside pick, and they want a guy that can possibly become the face of their franchise, become their number one guy. And Kai Jones does have that potential. Now, it's definitely, it's definitely a big swing that they're going to be taking if they do that. It's, and they're gambling a lot if they do take Kai Jones. And I, I think some people are okay with taking the gamble here. So, but Kai Jones yeah. is the number one player on the Spurs Twitter draft board. And by a large margin, you know, I had a chance to sit down and, uh, well, virtually sit down with um, Ty Jones, and you know, you you've seen it already. You know, we read it. It seems to me the Spurs rolled out the red carpet for him. It appears that way. You know, not just a, a workout in and out. It was a multiple day stay in San Antonio for him. Um, took him to dinner, met with management, went, met with staff, ran him three on threes. Uh, what does that tell you, Ty? You, does that tell you that that could possibly mean that Kai is perhaps a top of their board? I think so. And there was a um, there was a report out saying that teams are putting a lot more value into these individual workouts compared to previous seasons. And if that's this, if that's the case around the league, Kai Jones certainly has to be at the top of the board for San Antonio. If that's the case, if he spent multiple days, went out to dinner, did a lot of a lot of things in their individual workouts, he must be high on their board. But also, we don't know if that if they did the same thing with other players. But I doubt. But to hear that they have done that much with Kai Jones does say something. And say that a team is interested in him, like the Hornets mm-hmm. at eleven. Maybe the Spurs trade up to get Kai Jones. I don't think it would be that high, but maybe they trade up to nine or nine or eight or something like that, because they see a guy that they really want. 
and they see our teams are gaining some interest. And if they really want to pull the trigger, they would have to trade up. I think they might have to trade up to get it there. I don't think they need to go as far as four to get them, but still, it it, it all depends. Spurs honestly mm-hmm. are some of the best draft drafters in the league, especially in the past five years, where they are getting they've gotten talents like Dejounte, Derek, and Keldon all at twenty nine. So imagine what they can do around twelve or in the right or in the exactly or the back half of the top ten. So just right. imagine that. So. I, tr- we, I honestly, some people some we, people say they don't trust the Spurs when it comes to drafting. I don't believe that. I am really high on what the Spurs are going to do. They got again, they got one of the best scouting departments in the league, and they know how to read and develop talent. So again, I'm curious to see what happens because honestly, no matter what they do, I'm going to trust what the Spurs. I'm going to trust the guy that the Spurs drafts because they've they have really have not missed in recent years. Will you be surprised, or should Spurs fans not be surprised to see them trade up or maybe trade down? That means maybe even flipping some of their young core. Again, I can't say if you should be surprised or not, where you should expect it or not, because I think they're going to be doing their due diligence overall. And what does that mean? You never know. And yeah, we we saw last season where there were a lot of there were there was that serious talk of trading. Lam- LaMarcus and number 11 for number two and Draymond Green. But that kind of, that didn't, that didn't happen at all. And I think that was more because of the Clay Thompson injury, like hours mm-hmm. before the draft. So maybe this, I think the Spurs might pull the trigger. Um, I think anyone's going to be surprised at this point, just what, yeah. whatever they do. It's yeah. If there's a draft where they're going to move up, it would be this one. If they're going to make a move, this is the draft where they will make a definitely. Move. Yeah, to move up or move down. Now, of course, that means, you know, that they could signal some players that currently wear silver and black not wearing silver and black anymore. That is a possibility, especially if they want to move up into the top 10, as there's that report, again, via Sports Illustrated, that the Spurs are trying to do. Um, Who do you think would be the best uh, tradable assets right now to move up? Like I said earlier, it's – I don't know. It's because you do have a – you do have talent. We – we saw that report that DeJounte and or Derek are gettable. I don't see if someone, if a trade does happen, I don't see both of them getting traded. I see at least, I see maybe one of them getting traded. So, mm-hmm. and I think Derek DeJounte has a little bit too much play in terms of the locker room culture and everything like that. So if I had to bet my money between those two, I'm putting it on Derek. I think Keldon's a little untouchable. I know that no one is really untouchable on this roster, but Keldon's kind of, making a yeah, lot he, of he's the closest to it right he's the closest to being untouchable in terms of the flashes flashes that he's showing and what he could possibly do say i think lonnie is another trade trade opportunity still has a lot of upside can maybe use a new perspective new place but also he hasn't really been given that opportunity yet in san antonio until most likely this upcoming season and so you could Maybe he might be a trade target, especially if you're getting a guy like Keon Johnson. Anyway, if you're getting a guy that really fits his mold, it makes sense if you do trade. I think he's certainly a trade target. I don't think – I think Devin Vassell might be there, but he's kind of low on my mm-hmm. probability yeah. for that. Um, I'm not sure where where Luca, Trey, Pertle land on that. I don't. I'm not sure there's any value really in terms of trade. Trade Jones. I don't see. It. I'm not sure there's any value there or not. But 
it's really hard to determine. I know, again, like I said, if I had to put any money down on a guy possibly getting traded, I'm putting it between Derek and Lonnie. And that's, yeah. I'm not saying that's who I want it, who I want to get traded, but that's just kind of the, that's where my thinking is at the moment. Again, yeah, I don't, yeah. Again, whatever happens on draft night is most likely going to be a surprise to everyone. Yeah, exactly. And the Spurs don't let things out of the bag. Um, Trust me, I know. Fort Knox. I know from experience. I know from experience. They're they're Fort Knox. You know, with the article that I did recently about the Spurs gaming, let me tell you, it's Fort Knox times 10, what I had to go through. So, uh, yeah, it is going to be some interesting uh, moments, interesting uh, minutes, hours away from the Spurs. uh, As of right now, picking at number 12. Uh, Historically, they tend to stay where they're at. No odds are they would likely do that again, but like we said, if there's a draft to move up in or make a swing for something, it would be this one. So brace yourself, Spurs fans. It's going to get rocky in just a few short hours, or probably by now already. Right, listening to this uh, episode quickly. Uh, Ty, by the way, we're talking with Ty Yeager, a Spurs writer. Follow him on Twitter at the Ty Yeager. He is also the co-host of At the Line podcast, another Spurs podcast you definitely want to check out. Uh, there's DeMar DeRozan uh, rumor just flying about left and right, all stemming from the fact that he is a unrestricted free agent or will be in just a few short days. Uh, there was an interview he did with Shannon Sharp saying that he'd be okay, you, you know, taking less money because it's all about chasing the ring now. Spurs haven't signed him. There was no offer sheet made in the off- in the regular season. Uh, you know, free agency period is about to begin. But, Ty, are you still counting out the Spurs and retaining them? I am. I, I don't see it happening. They're, yeah. Spurs have a youth movement in in the and coming in. Uh, DeMar said that he was wanting to – he's looking to ring chase. And that wasn't his exact words, but he, yeah, that's kind of what, what he's doing. He was yeah. alluding to. And, unfortunately, the Spurs are just not a contender at the moment. And I don't blame him. He was, he didn't pick San Antonio. And – this is going to be probably one his first opportunity in his 13 year career to have a choice of where he goes. So, and I think that's going to be an LA team. Maybe the Knicks. The Knicks. There was a report out Tuesday that the Knicks were interested in DeRozan. Monday, the Lakers were interested in DeRozan. A report the Lakers said they were interested in DeRozan. So, there's a lot of interest in DeRozan around the league, and people can give them some decent money. Knicks to have money that they can spend in. Right. And if the Lakers win, they'll have to do a sign trade. But they got. They got some assets that they are. I think they are willing to trade to get a guy like DeRozan to pair up to Anthony Davis and LeBron. So, I think there's a better opportunities around the league for DeRozan, and I think it's just it's time for them to move on from the Spurs. And whenever Mark Spears did mention, "Don't leave the Spurs out," he you got to listen to his tone. It wasn't it didn't it wasn't a really confident tone, and it's probably like the lowest the lowest probability possible. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I, I'm with you, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't think he's coming back, and. You, you just see it in his interview with Sharp there that, you know, he's focusing on his legacy now, how he's going to leave, uh, you know, getting a ring. You saw LaMarcus Aldridge do it after he got bought out by San Antonio. He went straight to Brooklyn and he was going to chase that ring. It, it you, you can't blame DeMar, but should it happen officially and he say thanks but no thanks, do you think they will try to convince him to do a sign and trade, or do you think he would just outright walk and sign with somewhere else? I think they would. The Spurs would definitely want to do a sign trade first before anything, before letting him walk. And again, some teams like the Lakers are going to have to do a sign trade if they really want him. So 
I think for some teams, especially the contenders, where De- where Demar's going to want to go to, the sign trades are most likely going to be possible, be the, the way to go if the, that's going to happen. So, yeah. if I had to give like a percentage for a sign trade, I got to give it like 70, 70, 30 at this moment, just in terms of. I think the I think the sign trade is more probable than him just signing with a team straight up. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm I disagree there. I'm more fifty fifty because if he's out. We're saying that he's willing to take less to ring chase. Why do you want to make a deal with San Antonio? Why are you the Lakers? You know, I mean, unless they can, they can put together a deal with him where he gets, where it's backloaded, where he gets his real big paydays. You know, Hey, tomorrow, for example, we'll give you $10 this year, but next year we'll give you a hundred, hmm. you know, something like that. You know, they, they can front load it like that. I mean, backload it. And also too, if he does agree to assign a trade, you know, he's going to, if he says the Lakers, I mean, do you really want anything from their roster, Ty? I mean, they, their on, pick seems to be the most valuable one they have right now. At this point, if you can get anything back for DeRozan, I think it's a win. On that, I don't think beggars can't be choosers here. And I think if you're San Antonio, just getting anything for DeRozan, it would be a positive because you're yeah you don't get the leverage. It's going to be tomorrow's choice. And if you can get say Kyle Kuzma and the twenty second overall pick. Not a bad return, in my opinion, especially in a loaded draft class. So, yeah, I mean that that pick is what's really convincing me. It's at that twenty second pick. Again, there's I think there's te- other teams that you could definitely get more from, but it also depends on where Demar wants to go. So, yeah, if you again, if you can get anything out for a De- for DeRozan in a sign trade, whenever you weren't even going to keep him in the first place, that's a win to me. Should they have traded him in, in, in the season? Should they already uh, dealt him? I, there's a part of me thinks that they maybe should have. But also, I think it's. I think they tried, but they weren't going to get anything valuable in return. That, or at least, what they saw valuable in terms of return. Uh, probably had to take on bad contracts that they right. would get, that would absorb into their cap space this offseason. You never know what was being offered, and we won't know, unfortunately, just because that's yeah. how the league. That's how the league works. But I, ju- I just think there wasn't any good return for DeRozan at that point. And that's yeah, I'm right there and, with you. And again, some teams are not going to. Some teams were probably not going to offer a lot for a guy that was not even a full year rental. That was maybe a half year rental that could easily leave them. So, exactly. Like, like would if you were the Spurs, if you're the Spurs, would you go and get a guy that was going? Would you want to trade multiple assets, including multiple draft picks, or draft pick in general, to get a guy that might not even be on your team for exactly. a full season? So that's yeah, you a rental. You. You got to think of how our teams were viewing Demar in terms of he's not even going to be here for a full season. Why should we give up that much to get him? Absolutely. Hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the uh, Spurs as they uh, about to hit the NBA draft in just a few short hours out in Brooklyn, New York? Let us know. What do you think about the Spurs fans chiming in with Ty and giving them their their um, draft board? You know who they like to see, and your thoughts on Demar Derozan. Is he all but gone, or are you still holding out hope that he will uh, resign with San Antonio? I yeah, I agree with Ty. I don't I don't see it happening. We may have seen the last of Demar Derozan in Spurs uniform, but uh, yeah, make sure to follow Ty on Twitter at the Ty Yeager and subscribe to at the Line Podcast, another Spurs podcast. Go check it out. Uh, do that right now. Just Google it. Subscribe wherever you can find it. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, like the iTunes Odyssey app. Uh, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. It's all there. Don't forget about the live NBA uh, draft show 
on the Lockdown NBA Network. Again, it's on the YouTube page. It'll start at 7 p.m. Eastern. So for Ty Yeager, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Locked On Spurs.